I need to. Oh, it's going. Hannah, please recap the story you just told me about your dog. (laughs) I'm fascinated. So Caroline was saying how um, hot it is in Texas. I mean, it's not hot. It's just going to hit 80 degrees tomorrow. Okay, well, that's hot. (laughs) Rude for January. It's very rude. I was saying that it's like, what? It was 34 degrees yesterday, and it was like a heat wave for me. Um, And so somehow – Oh, yeah. She was like, I like snow. And I was like, yeah, same. I do like snow, but we have like an ungodly amount of snow right now. And um, we have to like plow our grass in like a square for where our dog has to go to the bathroom because like last year she was very picky about snow. She hated it. She did not like it. Today, she put on her snowshoes and is apparently like, I don't know. I She loves snow now. And instead of like going in the nice plowed out area – she climbs the snow hills like the, our snow is probably like four feet like four feet deep at this point um because it just like all blows it's been very windy and so she'll like traverse all the way up that hill poop right there and then like, she'll just like stand there like a like she, she's like a she's like claiming her territory and i can like see it yeah. like yeah she's like king of the hill i can see her out my window just like Standing, she looks like a giant because she's surveying like super- her kingdom. <laughs> yes, and she's like super everything tall. the light touches. <laughs> my my dad held her like Simba when she was a puppy, and it was the cutest fucking thing. So, um, yes, she was Simba. not she was not into it, um, <laughs> but she looks so grumpy in that photo. But I cherish it. Fascinating. I I know. I the life of a dog. Would love to know. get into the psychology of that. <laughs> The Gertrude, you know, she's she's a Gertrude. That's a Gertrude moment because like Gertie, Gertie is her good name. Like she's a nice little puppy. And then like Gert, she's being a hellion. Gertrude, she's just being unreasonable. You know, my my mom refuses to call her Trudy. So I feel like that we can't call her Trudy, but I'll have I'll like throw Trudy in there. But yeah, so that's the saga. Isn't that the name of the cat in – um a brush with love she has like a main coon and it's enormous and it's a whole thing because the hero comes in and like tackles her into i think he like throws them into a closet because he thinks there's like a wild cat in her apartment and it's not it's a main coon so it's just a giant <laughs> cat yeah but i'm pretty sure the cat's name is big booty no it's judy not trudy big booty, you're right judy. yep there's a there's a i think there's like a cow in a historical romance the same gertrude like she like i think she wanders off Maybe in like a Tessa Dare. Incredible. Well, or the male the- version, Gerald. Gerald. The swan, mm-hmm. which we he's, will. He's coming up. Well, he's coming up. <sighs> One of my new favorite historical romance animals. Oh, <laughs> that's a that's an episode. Yes. <laughs> animals yes. in historical well, romance. I have been taking notes because like we started doing like the kid thing and then I was like, well, a kid is a baby goat. So then I was like, baby goat. And then Tessa mm. Dare loves baby goats, and there I went down a rabbit hole. There's baby goats in uh, the last Bethany Bennett. Ooh, Duke I haven't got better. I, I started reading that, and then it was a physical book, and then we know what happens with that. I just mm. don't finish them, so I have to read it. It was very good from what I read. Well, there's there's um, a pregnant goat, and then she has two babies, and the babies are running around with nappies. I think made out of like old curtains, oh. and they're like hopping in and out of the windows of the house. Oh, just there's- running around, causing chaos. Uh, to talk about a book that I did read over break because this is TBR Tuesday and we're romantic. Yeah, welcome to. (laughs) If you didn't know. I'm Caroline. I'm Hannah. It's been a month, but like we're still the same. We have made no improvements. (laughs) 
Uh, New Year, same us. Yeah, no exactly, apologies. Exactly. Um, so to only talk briefly about this Tessa Dare book because it's from HarperCollins and they're still on strike because HarperCollins refuses to bargain with their union and it's quite frustrating. Um, so this isn't a review. It's just a note that there is a very pregnant goat in um, Wallflower Wager by Tessa Dare. But like the heroine, because she has all these animals, she refuses to like believe that it's pregnant. She's like, my goat isn't promiscuous. And the hero is like, I'm pretty sure your goat is very pregnant. She's like, no, it's fine. And then at the end, like there's a whole goat birthing scene where it's the three, the two heroes from the previous books and then the hero from this book. And he has to like go elbow deep in this goat. It's beautiful. Um, I love that book. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, that- <laughs> sometimes your hero just has to go elbow deep in a goat. And that is the beauty of romance. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, that was one of the first Tessa Dare books I read and I was not disappointed. Sometimes you're elbow deep in a goat. Sometimes you're standing on a table screaming because of a baby hedgehog. I just read (laughs) that book. Sometimes uh, you're confessing your love for your childhood best friend while you're in a snowstorm trying to help the cat give birth to kittens, which is is not a historical romance, but it is a delightful novella from Talia Hibbert that I think we already talked about. Yeah, wrapped up in you. you. Yeah, so good. So good. So good. You want to make a scene iconic, have an animal giving birth in the middle of it. It's truly the best because it brings out your true colors. Like it, you know, any kind of birthing scene really, you know, like we've talked about, was it um, Westcliff Westcliff in um, Lillian is giving birth? Scandal in Spring. Um, Mm -hmm. He's just absolutely unhinged, Mm -hmm. like threatening murder to anyone who doesn't help this baby get into the world. And I mean, honestly, it's like amped up like tenfold because it's animals because like no one wants to see an animal suffer honestly like i when that you started that sentence, i thought you were gonna say no one wants to see an animal give birth and i was like well i feel like some people do not on brand <laughs> so it depends on the animal in this situation i mean, I mean not that you want to see it but if, like if my you know hero who's been helping me rehome all of these animals for an entire book like, if there's an animal giving birth and he's next to it, I will get out my binoculars, okay? I will, <laughs> I will be so attentive. I will I don't want to be that up in those fluids. Yeah, uh, he was He was very up in them. Um, but then he made the baby goat his. He was like, Percy's mine. I think his name is Percy. He's like, he's mine. You're horrible. not getting rid of this animal. And it was so fucking cute. I he do is, love heroes ugh. with animals. We're going to have so to say it because now I'm thinking about yes. the hedgehog scene yes. in a perfect equation, um, yes. which is also coming up. Ugh. the that series so yes. we we don't need to talk too much about it but um. i love that book so i'm going to reread the entire series but like that book we know it's my favorite of the series but like that hedgehog is named like Fermat from like the math mm-hmm. <laughs> like professor like whatever his name is philosopher i don't know um, i'm not a math person but when the hero like looks at that hedgehog oh my god I, was, I, it, I it's the way that he it's like I it's like the dad effect of animals like mm-hmm. my dad was like oh it, he's the typical like I don't like animals yeah. I don't want pets we got yeah. the pets but like they were gonna be outside yep. and he doesn't like cats dry food only because wet cat food is disgusting and now like he's like he loves the cat he's mm-hmm. the one who feeds the animals he gets him like special cat food and goes out <laughs> and gives it to him and he's like oh he really likes that one and he makes sure to give everybody treats whenever he gives them di- like mm-hmm but he doesn't like other. He these are special. 
because this yes. is a cool cat. And it was that energy of him being like, oh, what is that? A hedgehog? Blah, 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 blah. And then as soon as he saw it, he was like, it's nosies shaped like a heart. He's I think so he likes me. Like, give it more food. I think he's hungry. Like, obsessed with this hedgehog. I, I That's my favorite bit. I like, I truly, I think I compared him to Cary Grant. There's like, like just his like true like wonder and just like everything revolving around the hedgehog. And then also when he realized he was in love, he was just like, wow, everything is beautiful. And he was acting like a little kid. Um, But the hedgehog scene, there's a few other books with hedgehogs. I feel like I'm not going to remember them. I make notes because I always want to reference the hedgehogs and then now I've forgotten them all. I know there are other ones. There's one Mm -hmm. coming up that I don't know if it's been announced, so I can't. Or like I don't know how much information about yeah. it is public, um, but more information should be coming very soon. We'll just have um, a whole hedgehog episode. It'll be I would exclusive. love <laughs> hedgehogs are like one of my favorite animals ever. They're my mom's so absolute favorite animal, so she collects like little hedgehog things. Aww. She's got a bazillion like little statues and stuffed animals and patterned things with hedgehogs on them. So we we love hedgehogs in this house. They're so cute. I would never have one. Yeah. They're messy and nocturnal and kind of gross. Yeah. Well, I heard that they like when they run on their wheel, they poop. Like I heard yeah. that's a thing that they do. And yeah, like they that, poop a lot. Yeah. It's gross. And to me, that's going to be a no because I had like I had hamsters growing up. Um, and even that, like I love them. They're adorable. Um, but the the poop was – that was a yeah. lot. That was – we always said if we got hedgehogs, it would be – we would have a garden, like a walled Mm. garden. Oh, my God. That's It's like a stone wall that, like, goes kind of deep into the ground because hedgehogs can dig. Um, And then just, like, have hedgehogs that we keep out in the garden. Because then it's like, you know, they're outside. They can do their thing. Yeah, they can poop wherever they want. They're also little garden hedgehogs. What? That is the dream. That is the dream. That's That's big Beatrice Potter energy is really who I want to be in my life. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. She wrote the – like Peter Rabbit and uh, all of oh, those. Really? Yeah. I did not know Beatrice Potter wrote that. Beatrice. Oh. I think it's Beatrix, actually. Beatrix. So I was, wow. I, I think. I think. I think it's Beatrix Potter. We loved her growing up, but she wrote Peter Rabbit and all of the other, you know, mm-hmm. little animal. Miss Tiggy Winkle. Miss Tiggy. Jemima Puddle Duck. All of those. Oh, I'm intimately familiar with the world of Beatrix <laughs> Potter. Um but in the, like, TV show, they were animated, but they would always open and close with the actress that's supposed to, I guess, be Beatrix Potter. And she would always be, like, out watercoloring. And she had, like, a little rabbit. And, like, the animals mm. would all, like, hang out with her. And that's just who I want to be in my life. I just want little woodland creatures. Honestly. And, like, me. just the, the visual of a little, like, fairy garden with, like, hedgehogs just, like, being yeah. the, like, you know, kings of the land. Like, I just kind of I just want to live that. there. Just hang out in the garden with your little hedgehogs. Dream. Really we are is. many minutes in it's and we haven't started talking about the books. Many moons. We've talked about some books, okay? Well, that's there, true. We, we have been talking about some bookish books. conversation. This is and true. Honestly, we, we did a great job in incorporating them into our random tangents. That's good. That's, uh, that's, yeah. This is true. So welcome to TBR Tuesday. <laughs> we shan't dally because we've read a lot of books because we shan't dally we already dallied <laughs> we shan't welcome dally to tbr tuesday best of break oh here God, are the things yeah. we recommend that we read oh. over break minus there, some harper collins titles yes we i'll mention the titles because i don't want to hurt the authors anymore um i feel very bad for the authors but like we won't go in depth 
Um, yes. Well, like I haven't read any. So if oh, you want to wow. just like, I have not. Yeah. Well, it's not. I, I don't want to like boycott because yep. again, supporting the authors, yeah. but I also like I can't not talk it's, about books that I read. And it's I know very that hard about myself, mm-hmm. so I've intentionally avoided them. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was doing in December because um, most of it was Christmas stuff, and I only read a few um that were harper collins and none of them were very good maybe there was like one or two um mm. like novellas and stuff but like i was just like i i want to post like reading tracker so i was getting very stressed about like what i could post and what i couldn't post and then it was just easier to read indie and like other things which this has been a very good opportunity for me to like delve further into like indie backlists and stuff um but in january i was like okay i can't because it's it seems like the strike is gonna just keep going i've heard mm-hmm. that the the owner of Harper Collins or like the, the, high, the as high as you can go he has a history of breaking strikes and like not bargaining so I have no faith that this is going to be a short process but I do know the people of the union are not going to fold so we stand in solidarity but I was like I need to find a way to at least like track these books because it was like stressing me out so like I made the little Harper Collins like union sticker and then put them over um because mm-hmm. I didn't like not tracking the books, but then I was like caught in that. Like, what can we do? There are not there aren't a lot of rules, and I love rules, and so it's been a it's been a time trying to mm-hmm. figure things out. And we previously thought that um, Harlequin was part of the union. It is not. Um, yeah, which nobody. So we can talk about like yeah. talked about until very recently when yeah <laughs> that information was shared with us, which we were like, oh, that would have been. That would have been Very so useful. helpful to know before now. <laughs> yes. Anyway, the be- do you want to just list the HarperCollins titles that you read and recommend over break? Yes, that's just- a great idea. Okay, we're going to just start somewhere. Okay, so I already mentioned um, some novellas that I read. There were just a lot. Like There was a Lorraine Heath novella, Deck the Halls with Love. That was good. Um, Tessa Dare's Spindle Code novellas I always like. Um, especially Lord Dashwood missed out. Virgin Hero, marvelous. Um, like I said, oh yeah, A Lady Meets Earl by Christy Carlisle. Um, that cover is gorgeous. It's one of my favorite covers ever. Um, and that one was very good. Um, that's like all for that year. And then what else have I read? I read the um, Truly Devious series um, via audiobook at the beginning of 2023. Um and then I uh, I mentioned The Wallflower Wager by Tessa Dare, so I read that. It was just a reread. Someone had posted, like, the a sex scene on um, Bookstagram, and I was like, yep, I'm going to go reread that. So I did. Um, and then I just went on a slightly unhinged Lorraine Heath journey. It's um, alarming to, to see. Yes, it, it quite is. <laughs> I salute you. <laughs> Thank you. Um it it was not healthy because Lorraine gets me in my feels and then I just want to like curl up into a ball. Um, I read The Scandalous Gentleman of St. James, which is like related to her other series, which is The uh, Scoundrels of St. James, which is, are like the parent figures. So it was actually useful to read the children first because then you could like see how the children grew up in the first like the pre-series. Um, but most of those books were all very good. I cried at every epilogue, which was embarrassing. Um, yeah. Um, but they're all pretty solid. And then, um, what else did I do? 
I read um, Someone to Watch Over Me, which was a reread by Lisa Kleypas. Um, Still very good. Still, you know, wildly (laughs) not not problematic. (laughs) Like, I understand if you don't like it. If you're listening, you're like, I hate that book so much. I understand. Selfishly, I'm happy I like it. But there we are. Um, And I think that was like the last. Um, oh, and then I'm I currently just read um, where's my Libby? What are these called? Uh, the Scott Who Loved Me by Gina Conkle. Um, and then I'm going to read the next one in that series, which is A Scott Is Not Enough, and I've heard very good things about that one. And I own it, so I'm like tracking ones that are coming off of my physical TBR, <laughs> like my own shelf because I have so many. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing and stressful. That those are all the HarperCollins ones that I would recommend and have read. Um, and yeah, have it. there there we have it. And pet, pet. onto the ones we can talk about. <laughs> Do we want to start with our horny winter ghost? Yeah. Well, so I there's nothing else in <laughs> December. I read a whole lot of Holly Black at the end of December mm-hmm. after we recorded our Christmas episode. That was the majority of my second half of the month was just reading and rereading Holly Black books. I didn't realize she had that many books. Oh uh, well, she's also got a, a ton of other like unrelated series Damn. that I haven't even touched. Those there's like I think she wrote the Spiderwick Chronicles. Like what? A- oh shit! Yeah, there's a I ton of other those. books. I have not read all of those. Oh. So I read the Modern Fairy Tales, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, three books, which I had not read before. Um, so I read those for the first time. Then I reread the Darkest Part of the Forest which is also connected to that same universe. These are all, they're all connected to the same universe. So characters from all of them will show up in each other's books. Um, the Darkest Part of the Forest, The Folk of the Air, including the novella that's in there, so, like between one and two, How the King of Elfheim Learned to Hate Stories, and then The Stolen Air, which just came back and I love very much. Um, which you shouldn't read for the romance if you're going in thinking these books are about romance. They're not. However, the romance is my favorite part. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I read the first, like the main three like of that series mm-hmm. like in 2020, I think, because my friend loves it. Um, and honestly, I was I was solely there for the romance. But then I like stayed for like whatever the fuck was happening. <laughs> I think Holly Black does some of the best character work. Yes. Um, yes. Like at, ever, ever. Jude yes. is, and Cardin, who's not even a main character, but is still so incredibly well developed. I'm obsessed with her like world and her writing mm-hmm. and her characters who are just like like actually morally gray like I think that's a word that gets thrown around a lot and people don't necessarily always use it well or correctly but like those are actually morally gray Mm -hmm. characters Jude is selfish and she is manipulative and she's doing what she needs to to like gain power and hold on to it and I respect the hell out of that I'm obsessed (laughs) with that series it actually only got better as I reread yes and the stolen air is very good as well I just I still remember my, like my first reaction of that third book when some something pivotal happens and I was like what the hell is happening? I feral. Yeah. Feral. I feel feral thinking about it. Anyway, yes. so I read a whole bunch of those at the end of the year. Also, The Gilded Wolves. Um I finally finished I had read the first two and I finally finished the third one. So like it was a fantasy heavy randomly end nice. of the month. So the only book from December that I haven't already talked about that I want to mm. talk about this was very long-winded way of getting here, is the horny ghost book. Oh, the horny ghost book. You know, I – 
this book came to me in a dream. Just kidding. I was sc- I was scrolling through Bookstagram and um, I saw a post of someone. They had uh, a picture of Making Mary by Kerrigan Byrne. It also has a different title and I think they had used that one. So I had to like scour to figure out what was happening. Um, but they had like in their post, they hadn't read it yet either, but they talked about how he was a ghost and uh, from like a century or so before and then she comes to the travel and where he haunts and i was like you know what this sounds like everything i need at this moment in time like if there's one thing we know about us (laughs) nothing gets us nothing gets us going like a ghost (laughs) truly nothing and so i i it was on kindle limited i sat down and proceeded to have the best hour of my life it was so good Yeah, And then I read all of that series. Like, I read all of Kerrigan Burns, like, one series on Kindle Limited, which was a very good time um, because of that book. I was like, I need to see, like, what's happening with these horny ghosts. And then there was, like, a there's a prequel that happens because, like, basically, he dies in a battle at some point in time. And at that that point, his brother then becomes heir because he was the heir. And then there's a whole novella about the brother having to, like, go get his body. This I sobbed, okay? Oh I, I I read the ghost one first, and I was having a very, like, hot and, like, hungry time, you know? And then to go back and reread, um, what, it's Catherine Levesque. What is the title of Goodreads can load for me? Um, but, like, the way I stopped, because, like, you knew the brother was going to be dead, but then you also knew that he was going to come back as a ghost and then have his whole little life. But, like, the brother didn't know that. It was a whole thing. The Earl in Winter is what that one's called. Um, yeah, that was a time because then he, like, has a whole thing and whatever. And then knowing that you jump ahead, like, a century or so with now our ghost who's been haunting the same um, tavern, like – in situation yeah Yeah. and then that's where you pick up and well he's just so horny and he just (laughs) is so into this woman and she's like you know what why not Uh, they can't touch so it's just like really horny pining for most of it and then deus ex machina they can for Mm -hmm. a while Mm -hmm. so it does get real horny it there's ghost face sitting because (laughs) I forgot about why not that. I, I i can't forget it's burned into my brain um i will say the ending it's a little convoluted like yeah. it is kind of just like uh and here's how everything works out happy yep. ending and you're and like this i don't really understand how this works but i'm gonna go with it because i want to be happy <laughs> exactly it was I, I had to kind of reread because, like, you kind of knew something because there was yeah. like, mention of a character and you were like, what? Yeah. You're putting um, dots together. Does it actually like, make sense? No. I'm like, if all the characters are happy, <laughs> yeah. you know, if, 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 if everyone's good, I'm good because I want to be good. Um, mm-hmm. But truly, like, there was – it was just, like, me realizing that there was actually going to be like a horny ghost and not just like a ghost who has urges, but like nothing happens. I was so happy because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. Um, But no, this one and the series is called Good Girls. So G-O-O-D-E because they're the goods. But, you know, it's, it's made for me, honestly. <laughs> it was just so good. And it was very short. It was only like 70 or so pages, right? I think. Yeah, it was um, long. So... I would recommend if you're 
It's also if you technically want... a Christmas book, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. It's... Um, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. It's just like kind of wintry. Mm-hmm. And the the cover is wintry, and it's still currently winter. Well, Texas may be like. <laughs> It is technically a hot winter, mama, even though it's oof. gonna hit seventy degrees today. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that yeah. was the only one that I read from December. Yeah, wow. that I felt the need to share. I... Minus the stolen air, which isn't a romance, but that I think if you've read the Foam yes. of the Air, you should read. Mm-hmm. I agree. And same thing with the the Truly Devious series. They're not romances because obviously they're like YA mystery, but there's like a slightly frustrating YA <laughs> romance. Um, thrown in there um but then i read like a few of kerrigan burns kindle limited titles um courting trouble was the first one after that um that one wasn't necessarily my favorite because it was she they were like lovers or whatever and then she had to get married to someone else and then like it's years later and then he ends up getting shot because he was gonna shoot her and it was a whole thing and then she gets oh. shot so it's like it has good like six scenes because he's a doctor um and he was like um um like uh, he like grew up on their property but he wasn't like of nobility or anything so then her parents were bitches um so i knew going into that, that one probably wasn't going to be like my favorite um but like the writing was very good so i kept on going and the next one was dancing with danger can't tell you much about it just because it was a long time ago that I read it. Um, but my favorite one from the series was Tempting Fate because we got um, a virgin hero, I believe, and it was seasonally relevant. It had a Christmas epilogue, so I was thriving. Um, it was just – it was very cute. I there, There's like um two brothers in the series who are – like they're like smugglers – and then in one of the books, you, like, meet them, and they're, like, very mysterious. And then, like, there are two sisters of the sister who, like, got shot by her, like, dead husband and then had the whole, you know, healing romance. Um, so her sisters, they're all at this, like, abandoned warehouse, and they meet these two, like, smuggling brother rich men. One's in the shadows, and you don't see his face. And then um, the other one is, like, the smooth-talking one. So then you get the smooth-talking book, which is the one that I said I previously forgot. I now remember it all. Um, so you get that book of one of the sisters. I, th- I think they're twins. Um, with him. And it was very good. It was, like, four stars. Um, and then you got the book of the uh, one who is always in the shadows because um, he was thrown into these um, fighting pits when he was a kid to save his brother because their father was also like a brutal kingpin or whatever. And sure. so he's like his injuries never healed. And so he has a very hard time talking and like it, chunks of his face are like missing and the whole thing. So then. They're, the deal that they make, they had to, they have to like make a deal, um, to like not kill all these people, and to like help, and so then they make a deal with a doctor in the, the first book, um, and they don't know really what that deal is going to be. Well, it turns out it's going to be to reconstruct, um, his face. Gabriel is his name, um, because they need to like go into hiding, and so he needs to, like look different, uh, but also he just wants to feel less pain, um, and so the doctor. <laughs> like has to do all this surgery and like make him like feel better and so um that happens and then there's just the romance of um the sister she needs a bodyguard because there have been threats on her life and she's in the process of hiring one and this man swarthy large handsome 
walks up into her like rose garden or something. She like walks into him because he's like very silent. And he was just like looking out for her because he is obviously this man. He looks different now because she never really like got a great look at his face before. Um, And so she thinks he's applying, but he's just obsessed a little bit. And so he's just like going to make sure that she's okay. But then she's like, oh, you're here for the position. That's great. You look pretty menacing. I need you to protect me. And he's like, you know what? Let's go. So it's like mistaken identity kind of thing, which is always my vibe. And then again, he was a virgin hero um, because he just had a very hard childhood and life and um, didn't think that he could be loved. And so then it was just the sweetest thing ever. And I really loved that book, um, Tempting Fate by Kerrigan Byrne. And then there were a few other ones after that. And then she still has a few outstanding books in that series that like haven't come out yet. And I'm like, girl, when? And I I hope they come out. They were like slated for like last year and like I don't know what's happening with that, but we shall see. But yeah, that was a great Kindle Unlimited moment for me to really take advantage of that membership. So that yeah. happened. <laughs> so we did that. It sure did. We did it sure that. did. And that's basically my my December. Um, as well as marrying off Morgan McBride. Mm. That was a lovely book. I still like Kit McBride better, but this one did have explicit sex. So Wild. there's that. I was alive. I was surprised. It was good. Yeah. It was very good. I have um, that one. I need to read it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was December. And then I kind of basically talked about, because I read a lot of HarperCollins stuff in January. Um, but then I did read The Footman's Club by Valerie Bowman. That was a whole series. And I liked them all. I don't think I gave one of them five, like any of them five stars, but they were all pretty good reads. They're just pretty formulaic, but I liked them. Well, let's see. How am I going to do this? I did read, there was like a nonfiction um, that was pretty good, but not really relevant to this podcast. Um, other than that, I've got two contemporaries and technically... One, two, three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> three, four, five historicals, but get the off my lawn. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about. So I'm yes. just going to say that I read it. Yes, we both read that it. one. So coming up. And then also, I listened to both A Lady's Formula for Love and A Perfect Equation, but also we're going to talk about it. So we'll yeah. save that. Um, it's, a, it's a fun series. I'm working on the, the third one that comes out. When this good today, if you're listening to it on, oh my, release Tuesday. day, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wow, yeah, Tuesday. Look at us. So, a love by design will be out, and hopefully, I will have finished it. I should. I've already started it. Um, other than that, I've got two contemporaries. The first one being Lunar Love by Lauren Kung Jessa, mm-hmm. um, which a standard disclaimer that I work for forever, which published the book. <laughs> All opinions are my own. This disclaimer is in our show notes every week, and I'm just gonna keep on saying it. Just in case. Yes. Just in case. <laughs> um, anyway, Lunar Love. I it I've been telling people like it's it's one that if you like like Emily Henry or other like single POV mm-hmm. romances that skew contemporary fiction, like like on that kind of side of like women's fiction, but I don't like the term women's fiction. So Yeah. Like if that's your vibe, if you like those kind of romances, I think you'll like Lunar Love because it's single POV. She's definitely the character that gets the most depth, which I think the hero is fleshed out well, too, but because you don't get his POV, it's 
very much her story. Um, and there's a lot of like family relationships and um, like cultural things about being like a mixed race Chinese American person, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did love the romance. It feels very it's closed door. A lot of like witty banter. I you can tell she's like a at Lauren Kunk Justin is a big like classic rom com fan mm-hmm. because it feels like there, a good classic rom com. There to was me. a great scene when they were at the baseball game. I think about that scene all the time. <laughs> it was so good. The premise of this book is that she's uh, taking over her. It was her grandmother's and then her aunt's um, matchmaking business. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is based on the traditional Chinese zodiac matchmaking. Um, so it's like an in-person, really intense matchmaking business. They and they sit down, they get to know you. I know, me too. I was like, is this real? Can I? Like, Please. I don't. The, the Chinese zodiac, like astrology, is not a thing that I yeah like really believe in. But uh, you know what? If somebody wants to matchmake me, let's go. Um, so she's taking that over, um, and she has like a meet cute kind of situation with this cute guy in a bakery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which God, I was so hungry this whole book, uh, but, um, oh. the, yes. the food, yes. um, so she kind of like has a cute little meet cute with him. Like she, Ooh, he's cute, but she is a matchmaker who is never going to be matched. She's got all these thoughts about like compatibility and how she can never like be with somebody because she's had all these experiences in the past, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she comes to find out that this guy that she had kind of run into is actually the, uh, CEO, whatever person starting, um, an app, Zodiac Cupid, bum, bum, bum. a matchmaking, a dating app based on the Chinese Zodiac, but it's taken it and made it very, like, based on animal attraction and doesn't <laughs> abide by the rules of compatibility that she believes in and so on and so forth. So she does this whole, like, she is a beta user, so she intentionally sets her profile up to match with him, but he doesn't know who she is and is, like, trying to get information by going on dates with him and then they do realize who they are and they like get in a fight about it and they enter into this bet where like they're going to try to match each other and whoever using their own systems Mm -hmm. and whoever falls in love first loses. So most of this book, (laughs) not most, I would say about half of the book is them setting each other up on dates with other people, but then they go to kind of like spy on and watch the dates. So they end up spending more time with each other on these dates than they do with the person that they're supposed to be on a date with. As one of those dates. Is at a baseball game where she keeps running up to get food or like at, make him get food for her and like running back and forth to go talk to him. And it's anyway, I've talked I mean, for a long time about I this mean, book, but I thought my it was dream, so charming. My dream is for someone to go to a baseball game with me and just keep plying me with food. Because True. I love baseball construction food. I also love baseball and I don't want to miss the game. So, like, there are multiple levels to that. That's meet. fair. Um, baseball hot dogs. Something Ugh. about it. They're and they're long. Something about it. They're he- oh my god. I and like nachos. I mean, I am a slut for nachos. Okay, mm. like especially with the fake cheese, especially mm-hmm. out of a baseball hat, like helmet mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. they sell at the ballparks. Sure. Like, good god. I also love it at like a hockey arena. Um, I haven't been to one for ages because of COVID. But when my brother was in like in high school and stuff, he always played hockey, and the hockey concessions raised me. If I'm being quite honest. Um, yeah, down here in Texas, we don't have a lot of hockey. That is unfortunate. I did go to one hockey game that was UTA&M, but it mm-hmm. wasn't – they're not – they're like um, 
I can't remember if it was like intramural or what because we don't have like an official hockey team. Uh, okay. But they're like the UT mm-hmm. hockey players, even though it's not like officially our team. Anyway, I went to one hockey game that was UT A&M. It was in like a random ice rink, like convention center thing. And the A&M coach at this hockey game was wearing a cowboy hat. I was like, this is incredible. Was you don't want like a man too. I yeah, I can't remember if it was a suit or if it was a lot of times you see like um like a button-down shirt and a blazer with jeans yeah. and cowboy boots. Yeah. Oh, I think that was the outfit with a cowboy hat. I just remember looking out over this sea of hockey players and seeing a man standing there in a blazer and a cowboy hat and I was like, hell yeah. That is That's incredible. I cannot say I've ever seen a cowboy hat at one of the hockey games here. I am wouldn't imagine so. <laughs> I you haven't from... lived though. <laughs> I haven't. I'm from a college town. I didn't go to the college here, but uh, hockey is huge. Um, we have a lot of Canadian hockey players who come here for the <laughs> like whatever. Um, if you know college hockey. Our team was in the Frozen Four. All Minnesota teams lose. It's a thing. But we get we get pretty far, but we always lose. Um, so you can do some investigative journalism and see which, which town I'm from. Um, but they they got somewhere because it's always like the like the few state schools and like the University of Minnesota and stuff like that. Um, and I so I went to a lot of college hockey because my friend was a cheerleader for them. So like she always um was cheering and then my other friends none of us uh, I, one other one went to that school so then we like went with her and then we'd always like come home and go because I went to a very small school with d3 sports no hockey and it was quite an embarrassment in the sports arena so um I do do love a good hockey a hockey moment um but yeah that that, uh, but I'm that... generally not interested in hockey romances interestingly mm, I want I... to in theory but they don't tend yeah. to be what I want. Well, I just the athlete ones never quite work for me just because they're never in really in the style that I want. It's always the same kind of like alpha hero who and I they're like college guys. Yeah. Shout which out is to just the mistletoe motive. That novella oh. where he just he plays hockey on the side. Okay. So you just okay. Get a hockey game that's, scene. That's one I forgot to mention. Thank you. I love that novella. Um, good God. I love that one so much because yeah. when we did our Christmas episode, that was still on my list to read. And boy, did I read the shit out of it. It was yeah. so good. I I love The Hating Game. Um, it is a fun fact about me. I love that book my entire life. And this novella felt like that, um, but just in like a different world, which was beautiful for me. And I had a marvelous time. And if you're like me and have less than no interest in the hating game, mm-hmm. don't worry. It is still mm-hmm. really good. It's just so yes. you've got male retelling, but it it's is. at a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked how it was retold. Like, I liked how it functioned there. Because sometimes you got male retellings are just I – mean, oh, so is um Lunar Love, right? Yeah, it's like kind of a – It's not like a retelling, loose. but like it's got the it's But got it's, the the, it's definitely got like a little man. nod to you've got mm-hmm. male. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and I – because uh, I well, I was just thinking like the rom coms, and I had asked, I, I like interviewed Lauren Kung Justin mm-hmm. for a like a an author event thing, um, and I had asked like if there were other like movies and things that inspired it, and she mentioned um, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days was another one that yeah, like kind of heavily influenced it. So if those are your vibe, Lunar Love, and I also the Mistletoe Motive, not oh. the 
how to lose a guy, but you've got mail. I mean, Mm. I just – and there was, like, a great sex scene. And he, like you said, Mm -hmm. he played hockey on the side, which is truly the hottest thing. Like – Yeah. I mean – like I, I can't. There was also I, I um read uh what is it uh How to Win a Breakup by um Farah Heron I believe. Let me. It's loading on Goodreads. I don't second. think. I don't yep, Farah so. Heron. It's a YA one. Oh. Um, um, I it's from uh, Skyscape. I think that's like the Amazon. Um, if I'm not mistaken, but I read that one in December and. He's a baker who plays hockey on the side. And let me tell you, he was a cinnamon roll. He was so cute. Um, it was very good. Um, lots of baking, which it's on the cover, so like you know, but good God, was I hungry again. Um, it was like very dramatic, but like YA drama is some of my favorite drama because I'm so far removed from it that like mm-hmm. I can just, you know, relax rather than like adult drama, which is like I've lost my job and I have no money, which is like, you know, (laughs) like you have to deal with that when you're an adult. So like that's a little bit more stressful to me. Um, So the YA thing, I do love it. And it was also she is a gamer and um, she met or she like broke up with her boyfriend like a summer before her like senior year. And um, he, like, broke up with her and then he, like, immediately, like, left the country. Um, And so she was not doing well. He kind of, like, sabotaged her, like, summer work uh, situation or, like, his parents did because they didn't want to be working together. But then he ended up just yeeting out of there. So then she had to, like, do community service for her, like, scholarships in year 12. Um, And so then she, like, goes to uh, this it's like a shelter i believe um and uh she has to kind of be like i do not know how to bake it was like for a baking position and she's like i I don't know how to bake they're like it's fine he'll teach you um and so um daniel is the baker hockey player love of my life um and she before this has been like chatting with this uh gamer on whatever gaming platform platform i am not a gamer i know none of the lingo um and then she notices like weird similarities between this daniel oh my god it's another you've got mail kind of kind it's kind it's like it shit but they don't like hate each other yeah because i don't want to give too much away but okay the 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 person sent her a picture of what he looks like and he looks like daniel um because it was a picture of him so, like, she's like, okay, either it's him or I'm being catfished. And um, she meets Daniel and she's like, holy shit. And she had to pretend that she was dating him because there was this whole, like, gossip site. And then right, they were, of like, course. I know, exactly. Like, her boyfriend. <laughs> she had now, to. Her ex-boyfriend was now dating a popular girl. So then, like, this gossip site was like, ooh, look at her. She's, like, she's not winning this breakup, a.k.a. the title. And so then she's her friends were like, how about you – since you're talking to this guy, how about you submit a picture of him and then I'll Photoshop you in. Apparently, this person is a Photoshop genius. So her friends submit the picture. She thinks it's, like, not a great idea, but she goes along with it. Um, and then she has to make it her phone background because obviously that's relationship official. And then she goes to this uh, place where she meets him and then she like drops her phone and she's worried he like saw his picture on it because <laughs> it's her background. Um, and she's like, okay, so he is. But then she learns that he has no gaming skills. He is nothing like the person she's been talking to. But he also tells like random facts like the person in the 
um, chat tells her. So she's like, is this him? And then it's a whole thing. Um, I won't say any more. But he's, right. again, hockey is the, <laughs> the tie there. And it was very good. I I just – I had a very good time. I love Farrah's writing because then I also recently read um, Jana Goes Wild, um, which is the adult um, new release. And, again, that was very good. I was in all my feels at all times. That's a forever one. Just mm-hmm. – I don't know if Caroline's read it. but just so I'm about know. to. That's oh. why I have the galley for it. It was very um, good. So that's probably going to be my next one. Um, the cover is beautiful. The cover is really good. I'm excited because um, I really liked Camila Knows Best. Um, mm-hmm. And this I is, have to read that one. I like. Yeah, what do you call it? like adjacent? Like mm-hmm. the character? The, these are characters yeah. you met in Camila. Whatever you call, not like a series, strictly speaking, mm-hmm. but like interconnected. Um, so yeah, because in the author's note, she said that she took the two unlikable characters from Camila's book. Um, yes. And then, well, because Camila Knows Best is an Emma retelling. Um, oh. like a, 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 it's a modern South Asian Emma. So Jana is I knew Jane from – and Gosh. then obviously Jane Fairfax and Frank Churchill. Oh. Um, so there's her and then there's the Churchill character. And Look at you. Yes. Look at you, So, so Jana is a little – I wouldn't call her, like, unlikable, but she's kind of the antagonist, like – Yeah. That's and then it's, it's talked about in Jana Goes Wild, like how like her and Camilla like didn't right get along and like they were right. always like rivals, like set up by their parents. And it's and it's complicated. It's not just yeah. like she's an evil. Yeah, and there's woman. there was also a lovely moment in the book where she was like, I still like even though I love her, like I still have to like fight with like trying to like compare myself and like to mm-hmm. still to even like her, which I was like honestly that's well. So Camilla is also like she's kind of an unlikable. I mean, she's yeah. Emma. Yeah, like Emma Woodhouse is also like a very yep, like spoiled, unlikable. So, and I think she does a really good job of translating that. Um, anyway, uh, my other contemporary, which you have also read, X's and O's, bro. <laughs> uh, feral <laughs> brought me to my knees. Mm. I listen to the audiobook also. Mm-hmm. I have the the net galley. Mm-hmm arc mm-hmm. for a very long time and I just didn't read it and then it came out mm-hmm. and then there was like no wait at my library for the audiobook so I was like mm-hmm. <laughs> snatched so um good it also interestingly is a single POV yeah that's, that's what I like I don't know if she's like Chinese POV. American or just, like she's East Asian um mm-hmm. American I don't know if it's Chinese or another nationality but so it's interesting that like my two five-star contemporary reads of the month so far have been Lunar Love and X's and O's. So, I don't know. Some I, fun parallels there. And both single POV. I – when I tell you – so, I read that back in July. Um, and I was not – because I liked Set on You. It was not my favorite book ever. I liked the writing. And I liked the setup because he's also – so, both heroes are firefighters, which – hot, let me say. <laughs> um dare i say <laughs> steamy um and so like i liked i liked set on you and then i requested the arc from berkeley and by some you know, stroke of luck they like approved it that day i don't know what they were doing but i was like let's go and so i didn't have like the highest expectations for it so i like immediately like read that one first because like i kind of read my arcs in like the order of least to most anticipated on that galley just so i can like build up to things um, but little did I know, I was reading one of my favorite books ever, 
because it was like the cover is everything I want. Like it's so rare when the cover and the book are both exactly perfect. Like no, no notes. Um, I was floored. I didn't. I didn't know what to do with myself. It was so good. It was it's like, like oh. I, I. It's sort of funny because it's one of those that like it started like I. It was good. I was enjoying myself, but it wasn't until kind of towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I can never tell when I'm going to read a book until the end. Obviously, although yeah. usually yeah. I can get like a sense. There's a, like there's if a I'm difference. halfway through a book, I'll be like, this is probably going to be three stars, and it might go up or down. You know what I mean? So this mm-hmm. was one that I was like, I could see this being five depending on how it comes together. But like right now it's kind of sitting at a four. I was enjoying it. I've listened to it in one night plus a couple hours. Like I, gotcha. I listened yep. to most of the audiobook in one night and then it was getting really late. And I knew the uh, the third act was coming. Like I could mm-hmm. sense that they were ha- – I think they had just um, hooked up. And you know – as soon as the characters have yeah. sex, something is going to happen. Yeah. So they like hooked up and I paused the audiobook and I was like, I'm done for the night because I can't <laughs> handle, um, I don't want to start the third act. Yeah. So I paused that and then the next day I wrapped up the last like hour and a half or whatever it was of the audiobook. But like for the most part, it was kind of part, it was kind of all in one go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and I, it, I worried about the whole it, like book influencer thing because that's something that can either be which yes, it turned out to too. be like really cute and relatable. I loved it. Yep. Right. It was really well done. It was like oh like this. I mean I didn't fully understand. Sometimes she would be like talking to her channel and I was like is she supposed to be a YouTuber? Is this on TikTok? Like what's this? It sounded like Instagram Live, but I was like I don't I didn't yeah. quite know what was going on if she was like, right. on Book Talk too. So I was like a little yeah. bit that was kind of odd, but like not enough to take me out of it. Yep. Like. You know, um, and I also understand you don't want to get too specific about social media platforms, which I love. That'll date it, right? Yes. Like, yeah, in ten years, our social media will be different. And and I just thought it was like a very attainable kind of situation. Like, it said on you, she's a fitness influencer, which is like so not me, and like not really a topic I'm interested in. Like, I've read a few different like fitness books, and they're never really my jazz. Um, but like this one, I just I loved how she didn't really put numbers on anything. She didn't like. She was just like a hobby. Like it wasn't her job. Like she was a nurse. Like she had like a other full other life. Right. And so I liked how it like influenced her life, but it wasn't like everything. Mm-hmm. And like there was nothing to really compare yourself to besides maybe not having a hot firefighter roommate, which can't relate. Devastating. Um, yeah. And who organizes her books? Like I mean, that job. would drive me nuts personally because yes. I'm really picky about my organization. Yes. But I wouldn't be. I'm not her. Tara did not. Like, care. She was relatable <laughs> in the sense that, like, she's a romance influencer. Yeah. Um, but yeah. like, there were certain things that I didn't necessarily identify. Like, she mm-hmm. doesn't read a ton of new books; she rereads the same ones. No, I like, do that though. I know you do, yeah. but I'm gonna say, yeah. like, yeah, for you, like, yeah. she's very yeah. chaotic. But like, there were yeah. so- some things that I identified with without it being like, oh my gosh, I'm reading a book about myself, uh, which can be fun sometimes. It mm-hmm. just was not the case with mm-hmm. this one. Um, and then, I mean, the I mean, it was single POV, so I think it does lean a little bit towards fiction rather than like strictly romance. But not yeah. like the romance was still very heavy. Mm-hmm. It like it definitely was a romance. It just was like because it's single POV tilts. My my favorite contemporaries have all been single POV, just because I like I like the mystery of it. Oh. Um, and I don't. <laughs> like, you don't like the male brain, no. No, in historicals, it's completely different. I don't know what it is, but like in contemporary, I just n- normally there have been some that I've loved, um, and like some like YA that are, like um, highly suspicious and unfairly cute is dual POV, um, but I I really like the mystery when it is like this kind of book, 
because you don't really know what is going on in this man's brain. And I think if yeah, I would have no. known, it wouldn't have hit as hard as it did. Um, so I that that's just something I personally like. Um, but I know a lot of people prefer the duel, which makes total sense. I just can't stop thinking about the end of that book. Number one, <laughs> grand gestures done well. Mm-hmm. I struggle so much with contemporary grand gestures. Yes. Because I think that if they're in public, it's uncomfortable. That's true of historicals too. Any public grand gesture is uncomfortable for me. I don't want them. But also in contemporary, it's a little too real. And I'm like, if, if somebody did this to me, how would I feel? And everything yeah. Trevor does, totally cool with me. Mm. Romantic without everything. being over the top. Everything. It's not even like – it's not like crazy steamy, no, but it's, it's not. Good. You know but what I mean? But the tension, like it was like super slow burn. So like by the time that they finally like banged it out, I was like level like 100. Like I was like, oh my god, like what is going to happen? And it was great. Right. It, was it was good. Great. There were like Trevor, two scenes. Not even my type, by the way. He's like no. a tattooed player, yeah. which like – yeah. Not the kind of guy that I'm into, but boy, was I into Trevor. Mm. But it's because he does that. He takes acts of service to a new level. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I don't believe in a romantic relationship. And then goes out of his way to do the most insane things for Tara. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. He, uh, we could, uh, uh th- this is going to not really be a spoiler, but when he pulled up at the dinner, you know what I'm yes. talking about. Yeah. I was like, which I knew he was going to do because of course yeah. he was going to do that. Yeah. You could tell. But like get out of my face um so there was that there was the grand gesture that went wrong and then the not quite a grand gesture but like confession that like felt very real where it like it wasn't really a breakup yeah because they came back from it and just had like a very adult conversation that's what i love and it was like miscommunication just happens in real Mm -hmm. life and we need to talk through it and it's not going to be a one conversation thing it's going to be ongoing and I was like, wow, this is magical. And then they gave us the epilogue. Get out of my face. I'm not even going to say what the epilogue is, but if you've read the epilogue, you know what it is. I, I'm not joking. I was listening to the audiobook. I was doing my makeup. I was in the bathroom. And he brought her in and he showed her. And I, I paused doing my makeup because I was like, get out. Stop it. That's so sweet. And then the next thing happened and she started looking at the thing the thing you know and i realized what was happening as she was putting the pieces together and i'm not joking i like threw myself against the wall i like slammed it i fell to my knees i was like no no tell me this isn't what stop say it ain't stop it stop it and then it was and i was like in tears on the bathroom floor that's all. That's just how I want that to happen for me. Um, that's just I, my dream. I just like I just I think it's so impressive because the first time you see him, he's literally fucking a a woman in his apartment over a counter because they're roommates and she's just moving in and he is not aware of schedules yet, and so he's just ass like naked ass out. Yeah, she just you sees know? this man's dick. <laughs> you know, like double cheeked up on a thursday afternoon and um he's just going at it and she walks in she's like holy shit she she hides in the bathroom and he's and he's like i'm sorry and then he like delivers her cheetos yes like and trevor get out he's like never a like a what's the word i'm looking for like he's not a douchey playboy 
he's yes. always like very kind, even though he doesn't do like long term relationships. Like he's so wonderful to her from the get go. He he's just a lovely person. And then he's got layers. He's an onion. He do got layers. He's got, he's got things going on. Ogres and- are like <laughs> onions. Everybody likes parfait. <laughs> and everybody likes Trevor Metcalf because whoo, not even my type, but good lord, the things I would let that man do to me. And in a hot tub. Which <laughs> gross, but like exactly. also it's like a community hot tub. So I was like, y'all, I get it, but like maybe I- not. I equated this book when I first read it to to all the boys I loved before, but adults. Because mm, same thing with that. Peter Kavinsky. He's not necessarily my type, but boy, do I love that man. Boy, mm-hmm. I guess, whatever. Um, I read it when I was also a child. So, like, I was rightfully attracted to him <laughs> as a 16-year-old. Um, it was not weird. <laughs> it was not weird. Um, and so, like, just with the hot tub and just with, like, the vibes of, like, the cutesiness and like Tara just being unashamedly just like extra and in love with love and like all of this stuff it just felt like a very like grown-up version of to all the boys mm-hmm. and like that was like such a comfort read and it still is for me um and so like I just felt like every piece of my life was falling into place reading that book and it was Natalie Nottis narrated it fantastic superb excellent narration oof I mean, we've basically given you, like, a whole episode on this book already, but, like, if you need me to talk more about it, I will. I will talk so much about it. I just – I love it so much. And the next book is going to be so good. I'm so ready. What's the next book? Uh, So the the entire series is, like, influencers. So the first one was a fitness influencer. This one was a book influencer. The next one, I believe, is, like, a fashion, like, lifestyle influencer. Mm. Um, And then she, like, rents this Airbnb. um, But – the guy is there i don't know if he's also renting it or if it's his place like something happened with the um with the scheduling so they're both stuck at this airbnb together and he's like gruff and huge in like a flannel and she is she (laughs) she's like trying to get like away from life um because she had like a bad breakup i think and he was not in her plan but she's rearranging her life I, there's like the little teaser at the end of the arc so you could go read that if you like i think you said you have the neck alley arc yes um i am ready Ugh. oh that is delightful to know okay it's truly delightful that's honestly the vibe of that entire book is just delightful um so to get from beyond that because that was an interlude um what else have i read those are my only contemporaries I read two I have are historical. Historical? Okay. So I read Not Your Valentine by Jackie Lau. Um, It's uh, a novella, obviously, for Valentine's Day. Also, X's and O's ends on Valentine's Day. So, Mm -hmm. like, I I will be reading that. That's a, a, like, they're coming up on a Valentine's Day gala the whole time. So Yup. We'll talk about it during February, knowing us. Uh, I'll be reading that book like every day in February. Um, but I also got Not Your Valentine by Jackie Lau. If it's still read now in that galley, by the 17th when this, this launches, go get it. Um, the cover is adorable. It's an, a Kobo original. Um, so that's cool. I hope they maybe do an audiobook because obviously they do audiobooks. Just it'll be a short one, but I would still listen to it. Um, so Jackie Lau, I discovered with the stand-up groomsman. 
And I really liked her writing and I really liked that book a lot. Um, it was both funny, but also like very relatable and also steamy, which Berkeley has been getting a lot better um, with their steam or like some of their releases are like a lot steamier or like have things I just didn't expect. Same thing with like the nanny that's coming out. And I think April, that book ruined my life um, in, a, in the best way. Um, but so not your Valentine's. She's basically like everything that I'm not, which is like just fairly against Valentine's Day. Anything she had like a heart, anything with sprinkles and sparkles and pink, which is just my entire personality on the inside. Um, And so like normally those kind of characters don't quite work for me, but she was so relatable. She had gotten um, broken up on Valentine's Day. I think it was like the year before and it went viral um, because the boyfriend was like, it's not, it's not me. It's you. And that was like recorded. And he was always like the biggest dick in the world. Um, and so then she's like very scarred and traumatized from like not only the breakup because they were together for like a year, but like also just having it go viral. Yeah. Um, and so then she has <laughs> so then she has um, her friends, uh, Taylor, oh, Taylor, um, who she, he was there for her on that night. She like got drunk and like passed out on his couch and he like tucked her in and it was a whole thing. Um, so then it's been a year. Um, and she's still against Valentine's Day, but, um, her friends and family are just like, you should be dating again. And she's like, I don't want to date. Like, so I'm going to invent that I have a fake boyfriend naturally. Um, and she's like, Hey Taylor, can we say that we're dating? Because like, I like, like you're a nice person and I think, I think it would work. And he's like, duh. Um, and so you know how the story goes. And I won't say much more, but he um, – it's not it, – it, it's interesting in the fact that it's not like um, she's not taller than him, but he's only like 5'5", five, five and she's still shorter than him. But I know um, that a lot of people like look for like uh, when the heroine's taller than the hero because that's something we don't see a lot. But I also think that you don't really see like a 5'5 five, five hero all the time. Um, and he is just the sweetest thing. I think I said that he was um, a cinnamon roll in the streets and hot cross buns in the sheets. There was oh, like, <laughs> there were like a few quality sex scenes in a cabin, which I adored. Um, and I just thought the the uh, third act was very well done, and it was a very quick read, um, and both funny, relatable, steamy. Um, so I recommend that one um, for Valentine's Day, and I. The phenomenon with that one was like I finished it, but I like didn't process that I finished it because I still wanted to be reading it. So I, like every like for the last like ten minutes after finishing it, I was like on my phone and like every few seconds I'd be like, oh, I have to go finish that book because I'm want to like procrastinate when I read, so I go on my phone. But like I just like couldn't process that I was like done with it, and I was so sad. I was like, I, I okay, there's there's got to be more, and like it felt like very wrapped up. Like there's nothing more that really needed to happen, but personally i was like so sad that it was over um so that happened to me and it was very good Um, but that was also my last contemporary because i already talked about janet goes wild okay other than that yawn break yawn break um what was i you got this historicals yes i i listened to two historical queer novellas very different time periods uh the first one was an audible original so it's only on audible uh by kj charles called Mm -hmm. a thief in the night 
uh, and that was MM. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it was just, it was really charming and funny. It's dual narrators, um, and they were both really excellent. It was cute. It was funny. Uh, there was like, yeah, there was some heavier kind of emotional mm-hmm. topics in there. Um, because one hero is, he's just inherited the, I think he's an Earl. Um, but he was like estranged from his father because he was very into like gambling and everything when he was younger. And, um, his father basically was like, if you leave, don't come back or whatever. And then he like went off and joined the army and made a name for himself and like cleaned up his life and everything. Um, and he was coming back to, I don't remember if like his father had, I think his father asked him to come back or something like that. He was coming back to reconcile, but his father died before he got there. Oh. Um, so he is very upset. Well, and also his father has some kind of, it, it seems like he was a hoarder or something because it, there's, it, he was going to try to like spend all this guy's money so he wouldn't have an inheritance. And I guess he succeeded. <laughs> um, well, or so you think, um, because he's got this whole estate that is just filled with crap. It's like filled with stuff and so he's got to come back and deal with this because this is his like inheritance and he's got to deal with this house um and then the other hero is uh he's just doing his best he's not an aristocrat he's just like doing odd jobs and things to make it by uh and a lot of that involves stealing uh so he naturally they meet he does they don't know who each other are they meet as strangers in this tavern um and have a quickie outside oh. and then when the earl who he doesn't know is an earl nods off he r- robs him he steals his his watch and then he leaves um <laughs> and then he catches a ride the next day with this other guy who is going to become a, a valet for uh the new earl of whatever and they make it out to the middle of nowhere and the guy is so offended at this like decrepit old mansion that he up and leaves and our hero is like well i'm staying here uh, and he's planning on lying and saying that he's the guy that was coming to be the valet because that guy left. Mm-hmm. And who should appear? But the man that he oh, hooked God. up with and then robbed. And he's like, oh, shit. Um, hey, no, I'm uh, here looking for work. I'm just I'm looking for work. Could you maybe what if instead of calling the police on me for robbing you? What if maybe you put in a good word with the Earl? And I work for you. And then it is revealed that the man he robbed is the Earl. Uh, and he basically is like, yeah, you can stay here and you will work off the debt that you owe me for stealing my watch. Uh, cause I really needed that money. And so they, they start cleaning things out together and there's this whole like hidden or, or a missing necklace that they're trying to find. Uh, there's a heist because of course there is. It's quite charming. Um, oh. I thought it was very sweet. Uh, it reminded me of like Cat Sebastian. Also, I was gonna say that um, sounds a lot like it sounds very Cat Sebastian. Um, those vibes, um, and it's got like the the humor and the eat the rich vibes. So, recommend if you have Audible. I sure do. I will. The amount of audiobook apps and things that I have is like should be outlawed, but yeah. it's not. So completely legal. Um, <laughs> but I will be listening to that. That sounds lovely. Um, the only other one that I have to talk about is also historical, but it's, uh, the night it's in 1910. 
Um, it's the Davenports by Crystal Marquis, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, it's a YA historical romance general fiction situation. If you've read American Royals, um, it's kind of like that. It's not like an alternate reality or anything, but it's like um, you've got four POVs of four different young black women in that time period. Um, one is a maid. Uh, one is from like the one of like the richest families in the town one is technically from a rich family but like he put all of his money into running for mayor so then they're basically broke she's got to marry someone and then uh good lord who is the other one oh the sister so there are two sisters um she wants to be a mechanic and then um the other sister so she's the daughter of the richest family too so two rich daughters um and the the thing about this one is that each one is in love with a person that's in that's has to like get married to someone else so like the the mechanic sister is in love with the betrothed of her sister that sister is in love um with uh like another man um who uh, is like a political activist so she's then getting into activism um and then the they have a brother and the daughter of the mayor her family wants her to marry the brother because he's rich and it would save them but then the maid is in love with the brother um and the brother is into her and so then there's a whole thing there and then the one who has to marry the brother um is into the um I think he's just another random character. I don't think he was um I don't think he was betrothed to anyone else, but he like came um maybe maybe he, I don't think he was betrothed to anyone else. Um but a lot of things happen. It's very dramatic. Um I compare it to American Royals because in American Royals that book just ended um with nothing resolved. Everyone was kind of just like apart and torn up. <laughs> Um, and I didn't think that's what this book was going to do because I also didn't know that American Royals was like part of not only a duology, but that one was a trilogy, I think. And like no one knew it was going to be a trilogy. Um, and so this one I thought was going to be like a standalone. It's not. Um, you you need to read the second one um, in order to probably – I hope there's only two. Um, uh, like all the relationships. Like it was very interesting, but good Lord, I was not prepared for it just to end. <laughs> Like, one of the relationships kind of got, like, an HEA, but, like, I'm guaranteeing something's going to happen to them in book two. Um, but the other ones were all torn asunder, and I was not anticipating that because I was like, this is, like, American Royals, but, like, satisfying, which it, it was because it was just more interesting and well-written, um, and, like, the time period was very interesting. But, Lord, <laughs> was I, like, oh, my God, I would have waited to read this um, when the next one was coming out. So, um it was still very good, but just know that I don't know if I'd recommend like either going, knowing going into it that you'll probably have to read it twice um, when the second one comes out or just maybe waiting um, to read it until that one. But then again, like, I don't know <laughs> if there's going to be a book three, like, I don't know what's going to happen. It said it was like part of a series. It was like the Davenport's number one, but like nowhere in the summary did it say that it was like <laughs> going to leave me hanging. Um, but the the narrator was very good. And um I it comes out at the end of January so it's almost out um and I just I love anything that's like YA historical um because that's just something that you don't see a lot so whenever I can get into that genre I dive deep um but that was like the last 
one that I would recommend, I think, besides Get Thee Off My Lawn. Yes. Uh, well, my last one was another queer historical. This one was not your standard historical romance, though. Cause it, it, well, it's not a historical romance. It's a <sighs> sapphic fantasy noir Ooh. with a romance plotline, essentially. But it's not like they're already in love at the start of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so always not fun. like a... Like, they always just an established relationship. Um, so the premise of this book, we're in 1941, I think, Chicago. And our main character is a magician who has been expelled from her uh, – it's like a, a group – I don't remember what it's called mm-hmm. – um, that her, her brother and I guess her family was in um, because – she, dab- she dabbled in some dark magic uh, because <laughs> she sold her soul to the devil in order to bring her brother back from the dead. Yeah. she they Her family was in a car accident. All of them were killed except her. She sold her soul. She could get one in exchange. She got mm-hmm. her brother. Um, and because of that, she's been expelled from the, you know, order, whatever. Uh, and so now she's kind of off on her own. She's a private detective. Um, she does like normal private detective cases, but also she does magical ones. She's like an augur. She can oh, do yeah. magical things and is developing spells and things. Um, and so she's been hired to look into this case. Um, it's a serial killer that has been killing people. It sounds right at my alley. And she does her little thing to like reveal. It's the crime scene's been scrubbed, but she does her magic gotcha. to like see where the blood was, and it's everywhere. everywhere. And also, normally you can communicate with souls immediately like within mm-hmm. three days after like if you go try to talk to them they'll be there for about three days and she has no luck communicating with this soul they're not there so she's like weird and also there's blood everywhere there's weird sigils and things written with it something dark has happened here uh and she says she's not gonna take this case she's got three days left to live because no. uh <laughs> well three days left um before her with soul, her soul. Because uh, you get, like, ten years from the day. Gotcha. Um, and so she knows she's got three days left. Um, and she's trying to save up money for her um, lover, Edith, who she loves very much. But Edith doesn't know that she sold her soul <laughs> to the devil and is soulless currently and is going to die in three days. She currently doesn't know soulless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's saving money. Status. She's really thinking about taking this case. But then she sees all that and she's like, absolutely not. I'm not taking this case. This is some dark shit. Uh, and the person who's hiring her is like, uh, I can give you your soul back. Oh. If you find this, track this serial killer down. And so she starts on this investigation she's trying to find this serial killer there there are magicians angels and demons um the other like magical order that her brother is a part of is also involved um it's a whole mystery there's also some pretty heavy content warnings it's 1940s chicago so there's some heavy like homophobia and like forced institutionalization of like queer people um and also just of women generally um there's there's like human sacrifices and like well (laughs) possessions um there's a lot there's a lot going on there however it was really good i will say i did listen to it as as an audiobook yeah um and the audio was good i thought i will say uh 
it has a ha- – I say because if you're listening to this, you're probably a romance reader. It's a mm. happy ending, but it's – it's, like, mixed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's happy, but there's a, a note of melancholy. Like, it's it's a happy for now. I'll say that. Okay. It's not a happy ever after, but it's it's a positive ending. I just – I don't – just so you are aware yeah. going in. Um, Interesting. And it's also, it's pretty bloody. There's some religious stuff going on. Angels and demons. It was wild. It was a wild, I didn't really know what it was going to be about. What's it called? Uh, Even Though I Knew the Ending. No, sorry, Even Though I Knew the End by C.L. Polk. Wow. Did you listen to it like, from a library or Audible? or? I listened to it. I had the um, advanced listener copy from Liberal oh. FM. From, like, oh, I oh, then out, I, I think oh, then it came out in November. I probably but I had downloaded it. Um, Smart. But I'm sure it's on, like, libraries yeah. and things. Um, so that was really, really interesting and not your average historical, so I would wow. recommend. Um, Relationships. And also, like, so it's a novella, but it but manages it was, like, to tell deep. a pretty complex mm-hmm. story and, like, wrap it all up satisfactorily. Like, it didn't feel too Dude, short. We've been, we've been reading some good novellas. I yeah. Like, and I love that because I think a lot of it is, like, it's hard. Some people say it's hard to, like, review a novella because it's so short. But I'm, like, there are some that are, like, fantastic. And they're working with the same page space. So, like, Alyssa Cole tends to be, from what I've read Mm -hmm. of hers, Mm -hmm. hers are really good. Courtney Milan has written some really good novellas. I think it just has to be, like, around 13, 14 chapters tends to be. Yep. Like, yeah. those are the ones that I think are really good. Anything that's, like, ten chapters, I'm like, mm, that's not enough space. Yeah. I, I read one series of, um of like, very short stories, I can't, like, around Christmas, and I didn't realize that they were, like, going to be just, like, a few pages each. It was, like, the same oh. author, and I was like, what in the world is going on? Some of them were, like, bonus epilogues from other books, and some were just, like, very short stories. I actually didn't mind it, because, like, you, there was, like, nothing explicit or anything, because it was, like just a few pages but i thought they were all pretty charming and it was very interesting to see how much she could put into just like you know like 10 pages not even maybe for some of them um so i i had a good time let me go on goodreads and see what that was called um but i'm currently reading on kindle um i sent it to you yesterday on twitter because there's a face sitting scene oh yeah Um, i downloaded that (laughs) a day until forever by aaron langston you can go to the website and subscribe to the new newsletter and then you get the audiobook it's very good it's at like an autumn festival no that's not what i meant i don't remember saying that uh you can get an advance or just like a free copy of the kindle book you know okay i was Um, like what audiobook i I wish it was an audiobook um but it's like perfect for fall so i'm kind of devastated that it's now deep into winter um but like they're at an autumn festival and he's tasked with being her chaperone because he needs to make a deal with her father and she's in love with or like she thinks she's in love with someone else but it's like very charming and very fun and i haven't gotten to the face sitting yet so i've got great plans (laughs) for after recording um i i love the writing i love the atmosphere of it it's very fun and again it's only like i don't know kindle doesn't really do the page number like when it's like not an official kindle book but the location is 1429 (laughs) if you know what that means very helpful well because because like you know like a normal book that i would get as an arc like kindle shows it as like 4500 you know as a location or like 5000 you know if it's a little bit longer so 
Um, I like judge it based on those numbers. Um, but I find it very, very fun. And then to wrap it up, we'll just again mention Get Thee Off My Lawn. Um, which is you're really hitting this hard. Yeah, which is another novella. Um, this one was just Kindle Unlimited, though. You didn't have to sign up for anything. Um, but I did sign up for her newsletter right after because that was very good. And that's our episode on Friday. We're going to record this in like 10 minutes. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That, that's right. what we've got for you. That was a lot. That was a lot. I'm so sorry. It was a lot of weeks. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's just – oh, fuck me. I also read Anna Maria and the Fox by oh Lana De La Rosa. And I – it's an arc, so I won't talk too much about it, but it was very good. Um, if you want big My Wife energy, that's that's the book for you. The romance didn't really get started until, like, later in the book because she's, like, betrothed to someone else and, like, does not want to emotionally or physically cheat on him. Um, but it's, like, an arranged marriage, and I could care less if she cheated. Like, <laughs> girl. I, I don't care. Um, but it was very good. I loved the writing. Um, and I haven't read any more by Eliana, but her backlist is calling to me with a siren song. So mm-hmm. that's in my future. And that officially <laughs> is where I'll stop. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There, there you have it. That was, that was enough to get you going to your TBR, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. I used up all the words I had this is relatable then we shall see you on friday yep bye bye <laughs>